0: To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com.
1: This is Laura Deirda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Emily Moorhead, COO of Henry Ford Allegiance Health Central Market. Emily, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
0: Thank you, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Now, before we dive into the questions, can you please tell us a little bit about your background and points of pride for Henry Ford
0: Allegiance Health? Absolutely. So I just celebrated my one-year anniversary with the Henry Ford Health System. Prior to coming here, I've had 15 years of experience in both the for-profit and not-for-profit healthcare sector, primarily focused in operations and strategic-type roles. You know, uh, points of pride for the organization as a whole are um, definitely joining the Henry Ford Health System in 2016, We've recently made some huge advancements in in heart care. So, for example, we recently opened up a hybrid OR uh, that has enhanced performance of minimally invasive heart and vascular procedures, as well as this past fall, we achieved magnet status, which um, those that are familiar with that, it's the most prestigious designation a healthcare organization can receive for nursing excellence and quality patient outcomes. And the, the big thing for me was just watching the team to come together. We went through the survey process in the middle of uh, the coronavirus, and uh, gosh, what a huge success that was. Uh, just kind of really shows the tenacity and the resiliency of our team here. On a personal level, uh, you know, joining the organization right before the global pandemic hit, Um, Again, you know, just talking about drinking from a fire hose and really learning an organization in the midst of a crisis uh, really showed the strong leadership team that we have, um, not only here locally, but across the Henry Ford Health System as a whole. Um, It was truly a wonderful uh, orientation to the organization. Um, You know, and we continue to keep access open and services going. So it was incredible team effort. And when I look back, I, I really think, wow, we sure did accomplish a lot in 2020.
1: Well, fantastic. Again, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. What are your top priorities and how do you see them evolving over the next year?
0: Yeah, you know, most immediate is definitely getting the covid 19 vaccine administered as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Ideally, we will eradicate this virus and get back to some sort of normalcy this year. Uh, You know, second, there is really a need to reinvent our care models. Before the pandemic, uh, there had already been this shift towards more ambulatory care. And I really see this gaining more traction in the future. Especially, I think, um, you know, we have a saying here that never let a crisis go to waste. And if the coronavirus taught us anything, it was really around leveraging some of our virtual platforms and thinking about access in different ways. You know, and I think along those same lines, um, really thinking differently about access to care and and improving the navigation of care. So reducing inefficiencies and non-value-added steps in our process. Um, you know, at Henry Ford Health System, it's really about being a true heart health partner in our communities and not just at the time of care, but throughout a person's entire life. You know, for example, there's pockets of healthcare care that do this really good. You know, think about cancer. Cancer navigators um, are, you know, fabulous at coordinating treatments and follow-up visits. And then once a patient goes into remission, they're really left to, to schedule well visits and their annual blood work all on their own and really thinking differently about um, being that um, one-stop shop and really helping people navigate um, whether it's you know small visits or uh, very large life-changing health events.
1: That's a great point, Emily. Thank you so much for going through that with us. It sounds like you've got a lot of exciting things going on in terms of really paying attention to how care models are shifting and making sure that patients have access to care and rethinking how they're able to navigate their journeys within the health system. That sounds fantastic. What are you most excited about for the future?
0: You know, I would definitely say, you know, expanding care options and increasing access to specialists and family doctors. We uh, serve nine counties um, surrounding the Jackson area of Michigan. And Henry Ford Allegiance, we really serve a more rural population than our sister hospitals on the southeast Michigan side. And our goal is really to bring care to local communities. So it's really about accessibility so that we can think about care being more preventative. And, you know, in order to move that access and that care more upstream, it's going to be really important that we create some meaningful partnerships along the way. Um, So there's some conversations going that that get me really excited. And, you know, I think that the diversity inclusion work that we're doing not only as a system but here locally and in the local community, it's it's really about having that intentional approach to closing that health equity gap uh, for members of underrepresented groups. There's a lot of energy here um, for this work, so I'm really looking forward to continuing that momentum. And, you know, I would say lastly, I was recently chosen to participate in the fifth cohort of the Carol Emmett Fellowship. And that's a 14-month program designed to enhance gender equity in healthcare leadership. So I'm really looking forward to the work I'll be doing with the other 20 female healthcare leaders across the country and growing that network and um, learning from one another and and, uh, making sure that we're really doing the right thing as, as we're thinking about how healthcare is delivered in this country in the future.
1: That sounds like a fantastic opportunity and really exciting for you to think about how um, gender equity could really make a difference in the leadership of healthcare organizations. Now, before I ask another question about leadership, I wanted to know, you know, when you're looking at the diversity inclusion work that you're doing. Could you give an example or two of some of the initiatives that you've been able to put forward or that you're working on that really um, get closer to, to more access for some of these different underrepresented groups?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, again, you know, I, I really think that it, it comes down to access and making sure that we're addressing um, where people are coming from, both culturally as well as from a socioeconomic perspective. Um, you know, so I think here locally we're really doing a lot around um, that, you know, you really can't focus on health equity without first um, really thinking about um racism and um, the social inequities that go around, um, kind of the filters and the unconscious biases that people have as it relates to healthcare needs and um, the services that people need.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Now, as we wrap up our conversation here, I was wondering if you could share with us three pieces of advice for emerging leaders today.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I love this question. I was actually recently asked a, a similar question on a on a T V interview that I had the other day. Um, you know, I would say number one is that there's no ego in leadership. Leadership is not about you. Um, it's about those that you serve and having that servant leadership um approach is extremely important. I would also say that leadership takes courage. It's not easy and um, you really can't back away from difficult situations and difficult conversations, Uh, you know, you're going to fall sometimes and you're going to fail and um, getting past those failures and getting up and um, getting past that disappointment is evidence of leading bravely. And then number three, I would say, you know, the importance of building and maintaining trust you know it's trust with your peers it's trust with your staff your physicians your patients your customers um true teamwork stems from a foundation of trust and it's a lot easier to get things done when you know you have your team's back and they have yours
1: Emily, that sounds like a lot of great advice and, and information. Number one, being no ego in leadership. It's really about servant leadership, which I love. Uh, number two, it takes courage to be a leader. You're going to fail, but you have to get past your failures in order to lead bravely. And then number three, being able to build and maintain trust with your teams and really relying on strong teamwork to push you forward. Thank you so much for being here today, Emily. I, I've really appreciated our conversation. and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future.
0: Thank you, Laura. Pleasure was mine.